Good morning, everyone. I'm delighted to be here this morning uh, with those that are gathered in the room uh, and also for those that are gathering with us uh, at home this morning online. As you know, we've been um, doing our Word and Season series over the last number of weeks and I'm up this week. Um, my word is team. On the, on the 10th of September 2011, at 7am, four intrepid travellers embarked on a 100-kilometre trek through the Moan Mountains. We were a band of four friends with a couple of people in our support team setting off into the unknown on that cool, wet September morning. The event was the Oxfam Trail Trekker, an annual fundraising initiative where groups sign up to complete 100 kilometres within 36 hours. Over the next 25 hours and 52 minutes, we experienced some of the toughest physical and mental distress I've ever been through. We walked continuously, stopping only at designated points for a quick bite to eat and to do a swift repair job to aching feet and to change our socks. I can tell you now that it is possible to be simultaneously asleep and walking down the side of a mountain. It was gruelling but exhilarating all at the same time. Looking back, it is one of the toughest things I've chosen to do, but one that brought us such satisfaction and a sense of accomplishment. What got us through was teamwork. We realised very quickly into the adventure that we needed to rely on each other to get to the end. In fact, the clock only stopped when all members of the team had crossed the finishing line. We were in it together. We leaned on each other when we were tired and sore. We talked one person down from their sleep-deprived hallucinations. We depended on our support crew who met us at the checkpoint to feed us and bandage our feet. We started as a team and we finished as a team. I could not have kept up the pace or completed that trek on my own. Trail Trekker was a hard lesson in battling the unknown through teamwork and perseverance. I can draw some lessons from my Trail Trekker experience and these past few months during the COVID pandemic. In my day job, I work as a manager for a number of hospital social work teams across Belfast. Looking back, we had a very difficult winter period in 2019 across the hospital sites. There was high demand for the services with social work playing their part, keeping the flow going so that people could access the care that they needed. We got to February this year and I was exhausted. Our teams of social workers were exhausted too. We should have been moving out of our winter pressures into spring and summer, which are naturally a slower time for hospitals. Covid was getting more airtime on the news, but seemed like something that was happening elsewhere in the world. Then it came. I still remember standing in the corridor of the Royal Victoria Hospital and my phone ringing to tell me that the first confirmed case in Northern Ireland was on their way for admission. That was in March and the last seven months have been a roller coaster. In those months, we've had to develop services on one hospital site to provide support to the family and carers of those sickest with COVID, including supports after the death of a loved one. We've maintained services in others' hospitals to ensure that there's a level of normal business 
uh, to those who needed it. We managed staff anxiety, including my own, uh, as staff were adjusting to new ways of working, including wearing all the PPE to go and see patients at wards. And we're getting used to social distancing and adhering to infection and prevention and control measures. And just as we were beginning to move things back to a degree of normality after phase one, things have been escalating in recent weeks and we're now in the midst of phase two. As I said, I was exhausted before the whole thing even started back in March. Looking back, the past seven months have been characterised by fear, anxiety and uncertainty for me, emotions you can all relate to, I'm sure. Those same emotions are perhaps even more real now than at the beginning of the year. On reflection, what kept me going was the sense of belonging to something bigger, being part of a team. The sense that our role as social workers was contributing to the broader health and social care system across the region to keep people safe and well. The wider team of the medics, nurses, OTs and physios played their part and they needed us to help resolve the complex social situations. We needed them and they needed us. We've had tough conversations, very stressful situations and multiple challenges to navigate in order to keep things going. But what has, has helped has been the presence and availability of a good team. I couldn't do it on my own. There was a time about three years ago when I was working in another role and finding it very stressful. I was running on adrenaline, anxious from the moment I woke up, not eating or sleeping well. I kept telling myself that it would get better, but in the end I crashed and had to take time out from work. I went from 100 miles an hour days to zero through burnout. It was an uncertain time, uncharted territory for me. Part of getting well was healthier rhythms and routines and good people around me. During this break from work, I tried to keep a consistent time for going to bed and getting up. I spent time outside. I remember chasing cows and sheep with Ian many a day. I made a point of eating three meals a day. I learned to let people support me and speak into my life, which is not easy because I don't like being told what to do. I went to see my GP and I went to counselling. I did things like DIY that bring me rest. I came to Redeemer on Sunday, but I wasn't able to keep up my duties as an elder during this time. I needed space and time to recover. I knew the support of my family, friends and you, my church family. I couldn't do it on my own. I know more of my limitations and vulnerabilities now from my previous experience. I know that in the last few months and in the months ahead, I need to look after myself and a decent sense of rhythm and routine will help me. I also know that church community is a necessary element of that support. These past months have been strange for us as church community, not being here in the building and the sense of loss and disconnect that has brought. 
I have struggled not being here in person. I've struggled for time with God and have missed being part of regular conversations and practices that point me towards the King and the Kingdom. That void in me has been filled with an apathy and a degree of cynicism, if I'm honest. My world has become much smaller, some of it enforced, but I've often not looked much further than my own needs. That is where I believe meeting as the church comes in and pushes back against my selfishness, apathy and cynicism. I need the church. I realise I need you in my journey of faith. I need to see you, speak with you, sing and pray with you, listen to scriptures with you and break bread and take wine with you. I need to see Alana and Amelia dance over in the corner here as we sing together. I need this because the church is God's plan A for us. We are not created to be on our own. We do not do well on our own. I do not do well <clears throat> on my own. <clears throat> we are a team. The church should provide sanctuary and nourishment for our souls. We don't always get that right, but it remains no less true. Andrew Wilson, a church leader in London, said this recently. If the Bible was true, I would expect it to cost me spiritually not to meet as a church. I'd expect not having communion, not having corporate prayer, not having corporate singing to take a huge toll on my spiritual life. What he said really resonated with me. I find the past few weeks being back in 101 strange, but so encouraging to my soul. It is what I have needed. The simple acts of meeting together, singing and praying, joining in liturgy, listening and taking communion have restored something in me that was lost during these past months. I find life makes more sense in community than on my own. Honestly, I'm feeling anxious about work in the coming months. We're normally gearing up for a busy time with winter pressures. There's generally a heightened demand for hospital beds. This winter will be more of the same, but with the additional unknown of what COVID will bring. I plan to use learning from a few years ago to look after myself in these next months. I know that I am stronger now, but I am not indestructible. I do best with keeping good rhythms and routines. I need sleep, food, exercise and downtime alongside work. I also need people around me and this community is central to that. I can't do it alone. 1 Corinthians 12 describes the church as a body and we are each a different part. In order for the church to function fully it requires people, different people with different gifts and rules. The key thing is that it requires people, a team. Verse 18 says, God has carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as he desires. We do better together. I need you and you need me. I think we are all worn down with the uncertainty 
of these times. I want to encourage you by sharing what I'm holding on to at this moment. These are the first few verses from Psalm 23 and I want to highlight verse 3. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. In the message version it says, True to your word, you let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. It's those words, he restores my soul, or you let me catch my breath, that speak to me in these days. I am holding on to who I know God to be in my life, that he is present, faithful and loving. I've come through difficult uncertain times before and experienced God letting me catch my breath and sending me in the right direction. Meeting in person again has been part of the process of restoring my soul, letting me catch my breath, sending me in the right direction. I need this team, this community to help me go forward. Maybe you'd find it helpful to pause now or over these next days and consider what restores your soul. Come to the Father and ask him, for he is good and willing and able to meet you where you are. Thank you.